Hello, my name is Adam, and I've never seen The Patriot. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Fine, I'll Watch This. My name is Johnny. I'm Bridget. And we are joined by Adam and a guest, Josh, our good friend Josh, historical resident <laughs> expert, movie expert. Josh, how you doing? Doing well, thank you for having me. You now have to live up to the expert billing, just just that way. Oh yeah, no pressure. All, all the stuff that I said. <laughs> I only have a bachelor's degree in history, nothing more, so. That's more than we Not can. even a musket? <laughs> Not even a musket, no. Oh, jeez. Not even like a, a, a like tricorder hat? Ooh. Have you read jo- Johnny Tremaine? I have. Okay. Okay. We are watching 2000's The Patriot. Uh, Mel Gibson war vehicle. One of many. <laughs> well, that's Man accurate, loves, right? No, it is. He, he loves a conflict. He <laughs> loves a conflict. <laughs> he loves to kill. He loves gunpowder. Um, and this one, he likes a hatchet. Um, however, Adam, you have not seen this movie. I have not seen this movie, no. Why have you not seen this movie? Probably because it was not shown to me in a history class in high school. Like, I think that's, that is the period of time in which this would have needed to have been shown to me. Otherwise, I'm, I wasn't going to see it. Right. And if your class is 45 minutes, they would have to show it to you over the course of a week. Which happens. Yeah. You know, like I saw, of all things, like Unforgiven in an English class. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I don't think we were reading anything like particularly Western at the time, but we watched it right. for some reason. So it's not, it's not unheard of to watch a multi-day you know, right. We almost week long <laughs> endeavor of watching one movie, yeah. uh, but that never happened. So I Got never it. watched it. I would not have sought out thir- 13, 12, 13 year old me would not have sought out revolutionary war movie. That's not the type of movie I was going to see in the year 2000. I was probably at an Austin Powers sequel. You know, <laughs> if I had to guess. Sure. Um, just to put you in a frame of reference of where little kid Adam was in his viewing of the. The movie Showtime's in the newspaper. Gotcha. Because that's how we had to look them up back then. Yeah, yeah. Or call Movie Phone, which movie required phone, yeah. parents' permission and long distance and yeah. data rates may apply. And you have to remember what they said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Time. Mm-hmm. Infuriating. Yeah. Not going to happen. Newspaper? Always had it. The life section? Always had it. You could always right. count on that section <laughs> to tell you what time the movies were. And The Patriot was not on my radar. Got it. Very good. Bridget, you have seen this. It's I've been some seen time, this. though. It's been a long time. This is a movie, I'll lump it in in a category I call Weekend at Dad's. Mm, okay. Dad has you for the weekend. We're going to watch Gladiator. We're going to watch Braveheart. We're, like, Last of the Mohegans. All of those, that sort of milieu. So I watched this with my father on a weekend that he had us. Absolutely shouldn't have been showing it to us because I was probably <laughs> nine and Brendan would have been like six. But it's also got the um, Saving Private Ryan, like, eh, it's history. This is art, correct? Yes. Okay, it's. Yeah. I figured that was the case because war. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean, wouldn't have put it past them to sneak out a PG-13 war movie and just gloss over literally everything that makes it a war war. Right. And there's bits and pieces of this movie that I remember... Some of the gore, one shot in particular. But other than that, like, nothing. It didn't stick with me. And we didn't 
return to it. Like we mm. rewatch Gladiator a bunch, rewatch Braveheart a bunch. Patriot just what didn't didn't do it for us. Got it. So now, Josh, you have seen this movie quite a few times. Okay, so you've seen it a few times. And I think going into this, we had talked offline about the historical accuracy of this movie. Yeah, it does good <laughs> in some places and some places not so great. Okay. In terms of how they portray the British as villains. Got it. And it caused an outrage at the time when this movie came out. Uh, the British press was not uh, favorable towards this movie, obviously. But the yeah. losers never take it well. Yes. They never take it well. Yeah. yeah. And just to clarify, I want to side. I want to put this to bed. You are on the side of America in this, right? Yes and no. Oh, oh he's a red coat. He's wearing a red oh. hat right now. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I came prepared. My I, yeah. oh yeah, join or die. Cost- I... Costume corner. Yeah, really? <laughs> <Real life. laughs> it's already started. We're already in it. Um, but no, I mean, there's 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 a lot you could argue pro British, pro colonies um, from that time, and a lot of the. Arguments being, you know, taxation without representation, but, mm-hmm. you know, in actuality, it was rich white men wanted to control their area. Gotcha. And, and that's the his- that's the fake history that you're talking about, because that would never happen in real life, right? Just want to clarify yeah. that. So, it's an interesting period, for sure, and, you know, as a, I was 12 years old when this movie came out, I had to uh, beg my family to go see an R-rated movie, and uh, I... So, obsessed a little history nerd, uh, which you know led me to get a uh, very useful bachelor's degree in history. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I do not work in history because <laughs> there's no money to be had. How far, like, what lengths did you go to to convince your parents to take you to this? Like, did you have like a power an early days PowerPoint? Did you have like beat by beat? Like, did you go over the top to explain like why you need to see this, or was it just a lot of begging and pleading? Uh, probably more the latter. Okay, um, but I, I did make an argument that. Listen, I, I love history, particularly the American Revolution and that era, uh, and I think uh, it would be very educational for me to see it. Yeah. And uh, then when we did go see it, and to the violent points that Bridget was just pointing out, uh, they're like, okay, he's 12. <laughs> and he was never allowed to see an R-rated right. movie yeah. again. And I see, I, see, I just pictured little Josh in a little powdered wig with a red coat and a quill. Mm-hmm. And an enormous bucket of popcorn. And an enormous bucket of popcorn. <laughs> That's the historical inaccurate <laughs> part of the whole book. You coming in with... Yeah. Looks a, like an old school fife and drum drum just filled with popcorn. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an actual kettle. Yeah. Which I almost joined, by the way. The fife and drum corps? Yeah. Good nice. for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted the uniform. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you could wear it to see screenings of the Patriot. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> so <laughs> we won't get too much into what you think critically of the movie. Mm-hmm. You've obviously said you've seen it a bunch, and I know you, you take... Uh, to heart a lot of movies that try to nail the accuracy, so there might be an entertainment value to it why you've revisited it. For me, I also saw it in theaters. My father my father brought me to go see this movie. I was not asking to go to this movie. I think he just wanted to educate me mm-hmm. in about the Revolutionary War. I was not there for it. I was there for the <laughs> war. I was there for all the fun stuff. But I saw it like the once and then I it became like a state I it was on TNT like all the fucking time yeah, and right. in college in the winter school up in New Hampshire Saturday morning after doing whatever you were doing all night that was the movie we watched all the time 
it was just Saturday morning was for the Patriot. I know Saturday morning <laughs> Saturday is for the boys now these days. It used to be for the Patriot. <laughs> to be fair, they still use red, white, and blue colors. They do, the correct? Players, so yeah. So we haven't got transition too far. from the Patriot correct. to <laughs> the college football or whatever it is they like. Yeah, I don't. I, again, I won't get into critically what I think about this movie, but I, I, I think there's a lot of fun stuff going on with this movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, and we'll kind of go around, but as far as, like, Mel Gibson movies, like, I like this one quite a bit, like, comparatively to ones that, other war movies, like, We Were Soldiers, and, um, and then, uh, like, the Mad Maxes, I'm trying to think, I know he got into fucking, like, romantic comedies, like, in the late 90s for a while. Yeah. Met, what, 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 women, what, what want. women want. Scalipoli. Early 80s. Um, that I did see in school. That they showed us. Right. So I remember the running, there's runners in that. Like the end of the movie is like him running from trench to trench yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Um, of course, he got blacklisted for a little while with some of the off-color remarks he made in a hot tub or something. I don't remember what it was. It was to a police officer. Oh, okay. I was kidding. Okay. He was getting arrested for drunk driving. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think there's what there's a phone call... With a hot tub, I'm yeah. almost positive. Yeah. But in his mind, it's not his fault. It's someone else's. It's someone else's, of course. <laughs> uh, and he's directed a few controversial movies. Passion of the Christ. Mm. Apocalypto was a sort of a forgotten one, which I enjoy, actually. But yeah, yeah I, I, I enjoy his work. I think for all the controversy around his character, and I'm, I think we're so beyond that at this point, and now he's doing like a like, directed DVD, like... Man on a Mission movies where he's going to like kill someone because they fucked around with his daughter, like the Taken type of shit. Um, but the stuff he did like in the '90s and stuff like that is is good stuff. Dude, Lethal Weapon is oh Lethal Weapon. How could I forget? Yeah, yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like Bridget, like like is that like Mel? You think of Mel Gibson? That's Lethal Weapon for you or what? Lethal Weapon yeah. for me or Braveheart. Oh, mostly of course, Le- Braveheart, yeah. Yeah, but mostly Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would rather watch him do. Gotcha. No, what about you, Josh? Favorite Mel Gibson vehicles? Uh, to be honest, it, it could be could be the Patriot um, or you know, Braveheart because, you know, again, another TNT staple. Mm. Uh, mm. Growing up, him as William Wallace. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've never had really a, an issue with Mel Gibson. Other than the things he says. Yeah, say, sure what do you mean? Like, Join or die. I don't, want to put, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah. other than the things he says. I mean, yeah, there's a case to be argued against him there. Uh, and then, of course, you know, South Park's parody of him. Yeah, uh, that's my favorite Mel Gibson. Yeah. South, <laughs> okay, South, South Park's Mel Gibson. His bad facts. But, no, I, 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 you know, he had a great career in the 90s, to your point, Johnny. Yeah, I think he was... He was so he's a solid, solid actor. He's like yeah. really good. I just just made some poor fucking choices outside of the camera. So and also, I I, I was was it that movie? Was it Ransom? Oh yeah. So he did do some of those like cop like. Give me back my son. <laughs> Ransom one was one, and I'm thinking one was was it Mercury Rising or some shit? I don't remember. Mm, that sounds or familiar. Payback. payback. Or payback. Yeah. Sorry. I believe he's in a Hamlet adaptation too. He, he is. Oh my god. Yes. Dude, like. <laughs> Yeah. It, oh, which yeah. is sort of incredible, like when you think of the spread between Mad Max, Lethal Weapon, Braveheart, What Women Want, Hamlet, Ransom, right. and then like you make the definitive movie about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, and then you are you're gone. You're just, just canceled before cancellation was 
Yeah. Like, yeah, what was like his last a, movie? A like concept. Signs or something? And then he's like, I'm out. Oh, I love Signs. I God love damn signs. it. Yeah, <laughs> signs is great too. Signs uh, is no, great. I mean, he's, I mean, he's still in stuff now. He's got one, two, three, four, yeah. five. Jodie Foster's six, always seven, thrown him bones. Eight movies oh, yeah. this year? Yeah. Yeah, he was in her. Uh, his return to like the screen, screen. after his nonsense was uh, a Jodie Foster movie called The Beaver, mm-hmm. which I've heard nothing but good things about and never ended up getting around to watch, where he has like an mm-hmm. emotional support beaver puppet. That's right. That he yep. like is like his best friend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was in that. Uh, you guys are also forgetting his uh, his amazingly dramatic turn in 1995's Pocahontas. <sighs> As the voice of John, John Smith. John Smith. That's right. So he's got his fingers in all the historical he, eras. He really does. He's got pre-revolutionary colonies, America, with Pocahontas. He's got revolutionary in the Patriot. He's got World War One, World War Two, uh, whatever the war was in Braveheart. I don't know. I didn't see it. It's on yeah. the list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so he's he's got his hands stretched across the war with Jesus, you know, all of oh, history's... Yeah. It's a crusade. <laughs> all of Jesus. history's great wars. The crusade you know, against Christ. Has his fingerprints on from a film perspective, but... Yeah, I think Science is probably my favorite Mel Gibson movie, but that's only because I haven't seen a lot of Mel Gibson movies. It's like, I think I saw the first Lethal Weapon once on TV a really long time ago, so I do not remember it in the slightest, and never watched any of the sequels because I just don't remember them. And I think I've only seen Thunderdome for Mad Max's. Maybe the first, maybe the second. Out of they could all bleed together. I honestly don't know. So and I missed like a lot of his like nineties heyday stuff. Gotcha. There are a few other people in this movie. I'm not sure if we know or remember. Heath Ledger's the only other one I know. know Yeah, plays his son. You know, Heath's great in everything he does. You know, in the limited things that he does. My favorite two of his are Ten Things I Hate About You and uh, and The Dark Knight, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So. Right. Chris Cooper. Oh, yep. Chris Cooper's uh, in it. Yep. Character Man. And uh, uh, Jolie Richardson. Yeah. Um, actress. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And then who the villain in this movie, too, is another. Jason, Jason Isaac. Jason Force. So I. Chase Malfoy. So. Yeah. I also just saw the director of this yeah, movie. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, yeah, that's another thousand. I was going to talk to you. Yeah, Roland Emmerich. Yeah. I was not until 30 seconds ago. My goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do not see his fingerprints being on a Revolutionary War movie, so we'll see how this goes. I don't know how you blow up the White House in a pre White House America, <laughs> yeah. is what I'm saying. <laughs> this was right after it did God, Godzilla. Was oh, Godzilla 98. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, definitely a turn. Is it before For sure. Independence Day? Yeah. yeah. He still had a couple of Independence Day. Yeah. Oh, such a banger. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that movie. His movies I've seen more of than Mel's because I've seen Independence Day, The Day After Tomorrow, uh, Independence Day Resurgence. 2012. <laughs> I didn't see 2012. I was like, I saw The Day After Tomorrow. It's the same movie. I'm fine. <laughs> They're pretty much the same movie. Yeah. And I didn't see Moonfall. The moon has moon stuff going on. The new one from last year. <laughs> hey, the moon's cool. <laughs> but then there was also the moon has secrets. Ten thousand BC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I did not see that one either. That one was something. But I, I like. I know it's gonna be bombastic because it's a Revolutionary War movie that, from what I've heard, has horrible inaccuracies in it. Well, we can talk more about that in the after part. But yeah, Roland Emmerich just tr- screams like big giant explosions, and I know that like. Wars typically have that, but something about muskets and cannons doesn't scream Roland Emmerich to me. Yeah. So I'll be very interested now to see how he kicks it up a notch from what probably would have happened. Right. 
Yeah, I won't speak to that. It's an interesting conversation to be had after we watch the movie, that's for sure, comparatively to his other movies. I know there's another person a part of this movie, not particularly in front of the camera, but behind it or part of the production that is a fan favorite in this room. The score of this, the composer, do we know who that is? You know who it is. Oh, absolutely. Do you know who it is? No, but I don't okay. think you telling me is going to change anything. Yeah, it's, it's John Williams. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I didn't know that. But yeah, okay. which is like, it's... It, drives this fucking movie. It's mm-hmm. great. I bought the CD. You oh, bought the CD? Hell yeah. Of course you did. Classic. It's a, now, it's the, classic act, the, the CD, or did you buy it on cassette? Because this is 2000. It could be either. It was a CD. Okay. Was... You didn't buy a phonograph or anything like that? Those are coming back in now. They are, yeah. <laughs> Drop the needle. <laughs> and um, I believe it says only, because uh, I've looked for it on uh, streaming platforms. I don't have it on Spotify or... Wow. Have you looked into at all why that could be the case? Like, does he not like this? Does he hate the movie? Does, Or is it just probably a complicated rights issue like everything? I would imagine rights like whoever like produced the album or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's going to make it very difficult for me to put in an interlude song then. <laughs> just rip it, it can off just be... Rip it off of YouTube. Yeah. yeah. One of us doing it like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Josh, how good is your fife and drumming now as an adult? Yeah. I know you didn't join, but did you take away anything from it? Um... I, I've done some practice by myself. Okay. I can do a mean piccolo in my mouth. <laughs> 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 uh, God. It's just yeah. going to be the national anthem. Yeah. Right, right? So let's put <laughs> yeah. it in here. It's so, a free use thing I can use. <laughs> since three of us have seen it, I mean, do you have any expectations, Adam, like going in? Uh, I'm kind of expecting this to be something goofier than it probably intended itself to be. Okay. Uh, I think that watching it with a group might exacerbate that problem that the movie may <laughs> sure. have because uh, we may all find sillier things in it mel doesn't strike me as having the gravity uh, granted i haven't seen everything he's done and i know he's oscar winning for braveheart nominated uh, one director he won uh, he won for director okay. yeah but to me this seems like he's just gonna be playing mel gibson but he's gonna have a ponytail <laughs> like that's which to me doesn't seem like it's necessarily what the movie would be like, best with. Like his character in this movie will be indistinguishable from the one in Signs. Correct. Yeah. Where it's like, I have to protect my family and my farm from aliens. It's I have to protect my family, family and my farm from, from British the... aliens. <laughs> uh, which are aliens with tri-corner hats for yeah. anyone, uh, and powdered wigs <laughs> for anyone wondering. Um, so I feel like it's going to be that. And it's going to be a... He's not going to speak any differently than he normally does so it's gonna be like it's what women want but it's what the american revolutionaries <laughs> want like or whatever like right he can read the minds of the british because he got drunk and struck by lightning or whatever I sure sure i think that's what happened in that yeah. moment <laughs> yeah, he flew a, ca- a kite with a key on it yeah he was wearing <laughs> pantyhose and got struck by lightning that's yeah, what it was gotcha. for research <laughs> yeah so i just i think it's gonna be hard to get past that part of it sure because I think also, like, the rest of his family will probably speak like they would have back then. Like, I imagine Heath having more of an accent than just speaking like a normal dude. But we'll see. Okay. I hope the battle scenes are cool. I'm a little worried about the length, because I know it is a longer movie. So we'll see how that turns out as a result. But, yeah, it could be fun. Okay. And Bridget, so we know you haven't seen in a little while. That is pretty hazy, but... Yeah, I see... I probably will not, because I don't have any sort of, like, fondness for it. Like, I won't be able to turn off any sort of, like, 
like the historical taboo button in my brain like <laughs> yeah but like wrong wrong or like like i would i went to wikipedia to try to like refresh myself on the plot and just the way an aspect of this movie was described immediately i was like Oh, fuck. Okay. Because um, you know more than you did and that weekend with your dad. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes. This wasn't like my, like, it's no longer the, the jumping off point kind yeah. of thing. So I, I'm a little worried. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's the Patriot. It's a TNT classic. Yeah. I do love any movie that ran on TNT with great frequency between 2002 and the present. <laughs> Yeah, because those are your classics, Sick from School, Snow Day, Rainy Weekend, Beach Watch. There's got to be something there. Yeah. Yeah. For it to be in such esteemed company. Now, for you guys who have seen it probably on TNT, does it take four hours to run the movie or do they cut the movie down to a manageable two and tell all the important beats? Like, does it take way longer to watch or do they like do so much cutting that it's almost indistinguishable from the final product i don't know i i it is it is like a morning into lunch viewing yeah if i remember correctly because like i know college. saving private ryan yeah. on tv shawshank on tv take three four hours to show mm-hmm. because they're like we're not removing anything from this we're just adding in another hour breaks. of commercials i remember what they used to do is and sometimes uh they'll do this for trying to cover up blood and other things that because uh, without spoiling anything the only thing they would really cut in this movie outside of like for length is the gore and the yeah. stuff in this movie and instead of like cutting it out they just like darken the blood so it right. looks it's like, like it's brown brown oh. or yeah. black okay. I, I do remember that that era so that that was part of this so they yeah. left because there's literally scenes where you just can't cut it yeah. There's no way you can cut it's around a, it. It's important to it's the story that that guy gets a musket ball. Yeah. Instead, so instead of blood, it's like he got covered in Worcestershire sauce. Or some <laughs> shit. But you get the point. Dude died of sodium. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. But Josh, just quickly, w- when was the last time you saw this? Uh, it's probably been a few years. Okay. But I, I do have it. I think I have seen it since like over the pandemic I watched this. Because yeah. I had a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... All right, well, I'm glad, I'm glad we're uh, revisiting it, especially, you know, the, the fourth. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, yeah. We didn't even think about that. Or maybe I didn't. I know, yeah. I've been I didn't think about it. That's why we planned it this way. <laughs> God, okay, very good. All right, I didn't think about it. Everyone else did. Happy fourth, everyone. Yeah, no problem. Happy fourth is all I guys. It's a great time to be here. Yeah, light a sparkler. Yeah. Um, all right, any last thoughts, guys? Anything? All right, Adam, what do you got to say, bud? Fine. I'll watch it.
Okay. <laughs> we are back. We just got done watching 2000's The Patriot. Uh, Adam, you were in the hot seat. Mm -hmm. The gun smoke, gunpowder is cleared. Hopefully. <laughs> How you feeling? Good. That was, uh, that was much better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be bad. I feel like in the 22 years since this movie's come out, I've heard nothing but bad things about it in terms of both historical inaccuracies, which I'm sure we'll get to, but also just not being a great movie per se. And I thought it was pretty good. It's definitely too long. There's definitely some stuff that you could cut from an enjoyment standpoint, though I understand why it's there from the narrative they want to tell standpoint. But I, I was fine with it. Like, you know, I had a, a couple time checks <laughs> just, to, <laughs> yeah. just to be like, oh, okay, where are we? Are we, are we good? Are we are the are the minutes moving because they feel like they're not moving, <laughs> right? Um, uh, and there's a couple of things that feel a little repetitive. Like I feel like we get, and I think this is just the nature of the Revolutionary War, is we get the same battle six or seven times, just because like that's what the battles are is the same thing over and over and over again, which will never stop being funny to me that like war is just, let's just stand there and let each, each other shoot each other. Yeah. Like, and then whoever's left standing at the end, they're, they're the victor. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's two firing squads. Yeah. Playing Russian roulette, essentially. Yeah. Um, which is just strange. Um, but whatever, it's how it was back then. So it's fine. But from a movie standpoint, it does make it a little repetitive. Um, especially when, you know kind of what's what we need to get to the end battle. And so you know that certain things have to play out in certain ways. So it does kind of, I think, add time to the movie. Uh, but overall, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. Mel wasn't nearly as Gibson-y as I thought he was going to be. And everyone in the movie talks like normal 2000s talking outside of like slang or whatever. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, so it didn't Tom throw me down. Wilkinson. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like no British accent whatsoever. So like the fact that Mel is just talking like Mel is fine. Yeah. Uh, so that that the one one of the things I was the thought would be most bothersome ended up being fine. So right. Is what it is. Overall, I thought it was fine. Now, Bridget, you're as close to the hot seat as as you could be without being in it, since you <laughs> have seen the movie. How was this after a period away? Long. And the movie's too fucking long. Yeah. Um, some historical inaccuracies and issues that I think need to be addressed, which I'm sure we'll get into. But when this movie works, it really works. Like, yeah. when he runs into the house to get the hatchet, I was like, fuck yes, get it. <laughs> like, yeah. it's on. It's so on. It's so on. Yeah, and every Mel Wick. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> everything that feels hatchet-driven is great in this movie. Mm. But there are stretches in the beginning and the later middle part of it that are not as, like, hatchety. The problem is it's a revenge movie that is trying to disguise itself as a movie about the Revolutionary War. Yeah. And where it succeeds is as a revenge movie. But then every once in a while it's got to, like, put on this funny hat. Tri-corner hat. Be like... Doo -doo 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 oh, yeah. You get the washboard out. Yeah. So, yeah. I did enjoy it more than I thought it would, though. Okay. Johnny, how was this for you? I love this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Yeah, the movie is fucking long, but... 
I enjoy it to Bridges point when the fucking movie works it really fucking works like every part of the production and the actors are all firing on all cylinders the editing John Williams score all of it it just works like the whole the whole raid on the house in the beginning is so well executed and it it, it hits when it's supposed to hit the kid dying him running into the house the whole thing that whole sequence is excellent that's great stuff yes then it gets kind of let's recruit everyone and yeah i don't mind the recruiting i I, I don't and i don't mind it either like a ragtag bunch of dudes i love anytime they're in the swamp right at the swamp church Mm. the swamp church is great stuff mission there's so many great sets in this fort swamp church (laughs) yeah (laughs) like the house the the church swamp (laughs) uh the last battle like that little wherever they found that yeah the plantations there's a lot of cool like location yeah. scouting that went on in this movie. Filmed on location too. Yeah, in South Carolina. Um, yeah, and that's a big benefit too. It's mm-hmm. nice to look at, um, even when like a cannonball's ripping oh, his yeah. head off. You're like, wow. <laughs> but like outside of the gore, it's like it's fairly like harmless. Like this could live on Disney Plus if you took out the legs flying off. No, a little bit. <laughs> Uh, maybe. Like when they sew Heath Ledger in the sack so that he won't Basically, yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. <laughs> Do that. That's, That's yeah, very Disney Plus. kissing is very, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, yeah. this is cutesy. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, but everyone's going to get right. real bad. Yeah. I, I will say, this movie pulls no fucking punch. Like, it just kills off all the people that you think probably wouldn't die at some point or another. I did. I did have a feeling Heath was gonna die. I think that might just be because that's a thing that I knew is that mm-hmm. he doesn't make it through this. Because obviously, when he passed right. in real life, everyone talked about all his different roles, and a lot of it probably would have included like, oh, and when when he died in the Patriot, like that was so impactful, or what? Like it's just a thing through osmosis. I'm, I probably absorbed. yeah. I just think because of the runtime, you do there is a lot of opportunities to kill off people you start to warm up to throughout the movie. Yeah. Like that one guy with the redhead kid. It's like that was, seeing his family go was yeah. rough. The wife and the, everyone in the church going is fucking rough. That's that is I do think a weakness of this movie is it struggles tone wise. I don't think it quite manages the jump between yeah, it jumps around very, when you know like. Fun in the woods, swamp, yeah, church, yeah. hang out to like <laughs> it's just abject murder. Oh yeah, go in a, like great days like a sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, like you're now watching Schindler's List. Yeah, Schindler's it's a little movie. yeah. I don't know that it's always as deft as it could be, but then you know, just pull the hatchet out and let's yeah, get to work. Let's get to work. <laughs> Start hacking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love it, but I think I've enjoyed it more when it was broken up by commercials and, like, walking away from it and being so yes. familiar with it that, like, I just can miss whole sequences of this movie. Like, the whole on the beach and the wedding is, like, a 25-minute sequence, mm-hmm. and it's like, don't need it. No. I to do something to streamline this somehow. That's what I was referring to of the, okay, I get why they need it for the the next scene to be more impactful of the entire town being burned in a church. Like, I guess you need them to be married. Yeah. And you need that to be technically another family member Mel loses, but I don't need the 25 minute where, look, we're hanging out with freed slaves on the beach. Isn't this like a fun? It's very episodic, the whole movie. Like it, sometimes it feels like it's doing the right thing and staying on course, staying on course, (laughs) uh, in being a movie where sometimes it feels like I'm watching like a, like a, a couple episodes of a season of a show 
Where it's like, on this episode, this person dies. Yeah. Like um, if this was like John Adams, it'd be better. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know if John Adams is good or not, but at least like, that's what I mean, like an HBO style 2000s miniseries. It's fantastic. John Adams okay. is okay. fantastic, <laughs> okay. yeah. Um, but, but you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what I'm kind of looking, that's what I think would this have would benefited work this. As a, like as a miniseries. Yeah, of right. course. Because like, you can tell a revenge tale and you can have episodes where it is more about the family aspect of it. It's not as action-packed. It's not as war-heavy, but... Yeah, like that whole episode where, like, he fakes the dummies and, like, they're trying to get the prisoners could be an episode of what a, that of What that a great show. episode that would have been. Correct. That was a great uh, sequence. It is a great sequence, but it's just... Is it needed? It doesn't really propel anything outside of just... They're just trying to get their guys back, and it takes that long to do it, and it's a big to-do. Yeah, I think it is just they're trying to show that Mel is both smart and a badass right. murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but a fun he, sequence, but like when you stand back, it's like, uh, if you wanted it to be two hours, you would look at scenes like that and the beach and other stuff. Yeah, that trim. And, and especially with the brutality of it, you know, that sequence in the beginning where, you know, he has his two sons, you know, aim small, miss small. Oh, yeah, that's and a great then, sequence. Yeah. And then he's just like hacking away at like a soldier, and his kids are just like terrified by it. Yeah, like, oh, and fuck. And they <laughs> yeah. never really address, you know, that aspect with it. It's like, wow. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of things. That's that they, messed up. Yeah, there's a lot of things they just brush over yeah. completely in this movie. But how is this for you, Josh? We haven't gotten your reaction. You obviously talked about seeing it a bunch in the before part, but you didn't necessarily say if that's you watch it over and over because of how hilariously wrong it is or if it's just you really enjoy the movie. <laughs> it's uh, it's certainly history porn um, in some aspects. But uh, I, I watching this, especially, you know, I... I said during the movie if I hadn't watched this with a crowd before mm. since I saw it in theaters but um, I was looking for things that I hadn't really seen before and uh, it's somewhat comical in certain you know certain areas where, especially that last battle where you know Johnny and I you were, we were chuckling for you know some of the guys who were like, like oh Mel's face during that whole fight that with, uh, with Jason Isaacs is like yeah. Yeah. or charging like back that. or whatever retreat don't retreat with the yeah. flag and it's like just creating like poster fodder for like the, the oh, lobby yeah. you know what I mean it just mm -hmm. melt with the flag and that's exactly the poster they went with I think oh yeah they wanted the brave heart yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. you know they'll, they could take our flag but they'll never take our freedom or whatever but <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, like you Johnny I, I fucking love this movie too and it's uh, I mean seen it several times I would revisit I have soft scenes with the DVD. I, can't. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch the battle scenes, and you know, I mean, the battles are what they were. And I just laugh at, they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna aim and shoot at you, and I'm gonna hit you." It's like that's not how the weapons of the time operated, right? Because the reason why they lined up like that is because muskets were so terribly inaccurate. So, oh yeah, where he shoots the one guy like from the bridge, like yeah. fifty yards out on the oh, horse, yeah. and he just, yeah, got him. So that the Rifle technology wasn't there yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did have rifles, but they were more expensive, and they would give them to small units. Right, right, right. They started using it like 30 years later, but... Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, I, I think it somewhat holds up, being 22 years old at this mm. point. Yeah, I, I, I like the fact that I'm watching... This sounds horrible. The thing's actually burning, opposed to like what I see now is like a mm. lot of like CGI fire and yeah. like shortcuts yeah. for things, where it's like... They still haven't perfected it, and it looks like I'm watching a video game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're here. It's like they're actually burning everything. And like everything's practical for yeah. the most part. And a great set. The uh, you know where the church was. 
you know, where they burned it. Like, oh yeah, build a little. They basically built a little... town, then burned it down. Mm-hmm. They burnt like the pub. They burnt his house. They burnt a ton of things in this movie. Yeah, a bunch of other people's houses. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Church. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they definitely set a lot of stuff on a fire. A lot of shit on fire. A lot of beautiful architecture yeah. up in flames. Like, imagine watching this movie as someone who loves, like, classic Southern architecture and just, like, weeping. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I don't care about Heath Ledger and his family. Or no, just his family. <laughs> but, like, did you see those shutters? Right. Dying. Right. right. <laughs> it's definitely a choice to set this in the Carolinas. I was surprised by that. You know, I think maybe just because of where we are. It's, you know, you think of Boston, maybe Philadelphia, New York, like, yeah, that's Bunker Hill, Lexington and Concord, Concord. yeah, the the Continental Congress, New York, and yeah. So nice setting, beautiful setting. We're we're dancing around the slavery issue in this movie, Mm -hmm. which is very difficult for me personally to get around. No, no, no. All these, these six black guys, they just work for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Mel Gibson. I'm not an enslaver. Yeah. Right. Don't worry. Yeah, they're not enslaved persons. They're just they're my bros. We're oh on our own accord. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just a big cop out and just not like that to me is like the most glaring historical inaccuracy. Sure. Like there's no way. There's just no goddamn way. Somebody who lives and grows tobacco mm-hmm. whose sister owns a fucking plantation as her second just, house as her yeah, second, second house, house. <laughs> is like you know what i like i'm no and if that would have made you uncomfortable to have this person maybe don't make that your setting yeah you can set this in the areas all you t- they talked about new jersey they talked about pennsylvania like you could have set this literally anywhere where maybe that wasn't as prevalent yeah i mean it's still going to be an issue because so much of the early country's well, economy is tied into oh yeah slavery like it's just, like it's not the split that it is in 1876 yeah no 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 it's so baked in but it just i was just like oh my god but it's like the majority of the conflict going on in those areas anyway so how would you sort of tell a story going on in like boston and new york and stuff like that that would yeah i have th- the same impact I mean, at at that stage of the war, the British strategy, it didn't work in New England. It didn't work. They were up against a wall in New York and Jersey and Pennsylvania. And they decided to start from the south and just go one colony at a time. And, of course, at the early stage when war broke out, you know, it was just one or two colonies, mostly Massachusetts. And then by a few years, uh, with diplomatic pressure with France, they get involved. And now you now it's a world war because you got other European right. countries. Because there's like eight countries back then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that matters. And everybody wants yeah. to be a supply. Yeah. But I do think, you know, setting in South Carolina, I you know, the slavery aspect is, you know, certainly, uh, I know it's you know, the peculiar institution, as they call it, you know, hard to talk about. And especially, like, without providing enough context. But the, but the war was very personal uh, in South Carolina. And I think, you know, the, the movie did try to touch upon that. Yeah. It, it, yeah, again, it, it wants to be a revenge story. Yeah. It's just hard for me to not be like, um, hold on. Excuse <laughs> oh, Please. Yeah. No, it softened like, the edges big time. With yeah, them, just, sure. yeah. To be fair, in the moment you were talking about, Bridget, when they were like, oh, we're not slaves. Like, we just work here. Like... 
He pays us like we're free people. I took that as them being like, listen, this guy treats us kind of good for as, as far as slaves go. And we don't know what the fuck to do with you guys. So, like, I'm just going to lie through my teeth and tell them that we're just mm. normal dudes. Sure. Like, I didn't read that as the movie pretending like Mel Gibson didn't own some slaves. But I see your point. Yeah, regardless. I, I do think it is like it was written into the script. Like, it is meant to be a sort of like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to wash our <laughs> wash our hands of, of this. Ain't no enslaved people here. Yeah. Right. I don't um, know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and touching on it with, you know, the notices that they say, like, hey, if you serve for a year, yeah. uh, you'll be free, and, which uh, I believe was uh, mostly a lie. Um, <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, we're also in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, I mean, the British were using it against the, you know, the country's advantage. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you have slaves, like, you clearly, what, you fight for us, and, you know, We'll take care. We'll kill all these people, and next thing you know, like, you know, we win the war. You guys are free. Yeah, yeah. You're free to go be slaves in India or any yeah. of the other British colonies that we still have yeah. under our advancement. I think they just wanted to make Mel's like house is like property to be like so idyllic, so like a fantasy area. It's like oh, yeah. touched right. by the war. That by the time it hits it, it like it it feels that much worse that like they are destroying something that's so pure. And yeah. His rocking chair collection. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. and everyone's getting along, and even when, like, the, the kid dies and other thing, it's like, they, they there's shots of, like, some of the workers, yeah. like, being upset about it, and it's just more opportunities to, to show other people being impacted by this personally. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely, yeah. They, they took a square and they turned it into a ball, essentially. Yeah, they th- there's some they took sh- all the edges out of it. There's some shades of, you know, sort of, like, the gone with the wind movie style oh, this yeah, is how sure. you yeah. show like you portray enslaved labor Correct. if you want to put a positive spin on it it's like oh well we're part of the family mm-hmm. this is just kids, doing this by like river right yeah. like like uh, right i mean again they do touch on the fact with the other guys in the movie the one that's with the the militia that he has seen some shit and that they, they insinuate that he has not have seen the nice stuff that happens on mel gibson's plantation per yeah. se but yeah, um, the guy that owned the other dude was Clearly not as nice as Clearly. female in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So I think they were just pointing to like how much of a nice guy he was. Yeah. And maybe treated him nice and other, but whatever. Sidebar about Mel though, because you just mentioned it. Oh, the ch- what is with his rocking chair obsession? I know oh. it's only like two scenes, but why? I think it's to symbolize that this is someone who ultimately he wants to be like a Christ like carpenter and like build things. But, but the just... movie's telling him, Get the hatchet, motherfucker. Yeah. This is what you're built to do. You will never be able to build a chair yeah. as okay. good as you can split someone's yeah. skull. Yeah. He's yeah. Like Robert this De is what God has asked you to right. do. Yeah. yeah, it does two things. It's fun. It's it's a moment of levity because it, him later on, like, looking See, at a chair is funny as hell. Like, you would never think he would come <laughs> back to it. But also, in the beginning of the movie, it completely foreshadows, like, the butchering and the anger that he has because yeah. he's destroys it. He's like, yeah. motherfucker. And it's like his eighth chair that he's tried to Correct. build. It's like, I've never built a chair before. Right. But if I could lathe the legs and the structure the way that he did, I'm pretty sure I could put it together. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm glad he found a hobby after his wife passed. Yeah. He needed something. Yeah, you know? he needs something. Raising eight kids was not what it was going to oh be. He had the enslaved people Dude, for he that. was probably trying to make that chair for her since she got pregnant the first time. I know, yeah, <laughs> really. Just waiting. Waiting for that rocker glider combo. Or the chair broke, she fell, broke her neck, and that's why he's been oh, trying Jesus to perfect Christ. the chair. Because we don't know. 
We just don't know. Yeah. Maybe she fell out of that tree where she's bare down or just died right there. There yeah. it is. Prequel. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> they can uh, touch upon his uh, wilderness campaign. Oh, yeah. Oh. The Prepatriot. Yeah. I'm down for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. I, I, I forgot the uh, you know the detail of the story where it's like oh yeah we cut them their limbs one by one and i was like yeah it's very uh you know i, I just thought at the time like ramsey snowish like game of thrones yeah yeah. It's like, um, f- yeah we flayed them alive i mean that story's complete bullshit right there's almost no we don't know if no truth to it oh well, you mean historically historically yeah oh like, i'm sure there were campaigns where people no i'm sure there were but i'm saying cherokees like, and yeah, the french yeah. or what right it was the french that he did that to yeah yeah I mean, the, the, that war was, you know, uh, fought exclusively in the, you know, the mountains in Ohio. So uh, there's a lot of brutality, and uh, which ultimately, like, leads to the revolution and all the colonists thinking, like, oh, okay, like, the French are gone. And it's like, this is all English land. Like, let's expand out. Yeah. And, like, the Brits are like, actually, no, you guys stay there. We're keeping this for the, uh, for the natives. Got it. And then... Uh, exasperate itself is that why jason isaacs wants ohio in, maybe in maybe new, yeah tell me about ohio <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah, what a weird first of all i like in my mind i was like is, does ohio exist yet Ohio must exist i love right that now, line right? yes. <laughs> and i was just like i was just like so you don't sinister. So sinister. you don't <laughs> what are you gonna do with it stop it don't look gonna, at yeah, it yeah don't look at ohio what are you gonna do with it i want to open a leave it alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want that, Jason Isaacs. Go back to Hogwarts. Yeah, you don't right. want Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he chews up fucking scenery in this. He's, he's great. In he's, this. He is great. Yeah. He's an evil motherfucker. In yeah. The he's, and he does exactly what's called upon him. And he's a little too over the top. Oh, yeah. At times for sure. But especially when like his boss is just like, dude, stop it. And he's like, no, I'm evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with a British accent. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. His character, like, I know they. They changed the name of it because uh, he's he's based off of a a real historical figure. Was that guy a prick too? <laughs> kind of. Okay, but not to the extent that Jason Isaacs played him as. Okay, so, gotcha. Uh, you know, um, I believe his his name was Bannister Bannister Tarleton, and uh, brutal. <laughs> so he he was uh, also you know a lead cavalry and would they had trouble fighting the militia. The Mel Gibson's character, I think, was a combination of uh, a few, few individuals. One being uh, Francis Marion, and then another being Daniel Morgan. And Francis Marion was not as brutal, but you know, he had the nickname of the Swamp Fox. So the Spanish mission where they would all his nickname was Swamp Fox. The Swamp yeah. Fox, love it. And <laughs> yeah, cause he had that awesome fort. Yeah. Oh yeah, in the swamp. <laughs> and. I'd, Funny enough, with that, Disney in the 50s, when, you know, Walt Disney was obsessed with his, uh, you know, narrative of, like, showing America and its glory, you know, David Crockett Mm -hmm. had a show, it only lasted, I believe, like, 12 episodes, but it was called The Small Fox, and Leslie Nielsen portrayed him in the 50s. Wow. And it's not on Disney+. Plus. No. And I used to wait up, like, do you remember Disney Vault? Yeah, Disney Channel like, after midnight, like they would open the vault and like they play Zorro and <laughs> yeah, just whatever stuff they had that overnighters would appreciate. <laughs> yeah, but it's if if you look it up, I I think it's on YouTube, but you know it's it's you know sing song you like you know they have a song where they're like Swamp Fox, Swamp Fox, I'm in the Glen, 
Uh, you know, very Sounds like a banger. Yeah. I can just see the little like musket ball bouncing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think they took some inspiration from, like, the, at least the Patriot took some inspiration from that show. Or they must have known about it. But yeah, I think it's just the brutality on the on the British side was hammed up. Oh, they like, vilified the shit out of over this yeah, movie. Like the there's no, I don't believe there's any record of like, you know, the British like murdering a town, lighting a church on fire. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't keep a record of it, but they'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> Erase that. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're not writing it down, yeah. being like, yeah. <laughs> put that quill down. Unless they were looking at, uh, you know, it did occur in World War Two if like German SS soldiers were right. in a small French village, they took the whole town, executed them, and I think burned it, burned it alive. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, and from a villain standpoint, I mean, throwing everybody in a church and lighting them all on fire is about as brutal as you can get. Right. So, and the poor loyalist supporter who uh, knew his neighbors and was the first oh that guy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Adam Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you should have stopped when you said, "Oh yeah, they all have families, and I know where they live." Like, <laughs> yeah. once you gave that up, like you know his end goal. Like, yeah. Figure your shit. Either desert the army and go help your your boys out, or shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's like, oh, what I did, what have I done? Yeah, he kind of just disappeared. Whatever happened to that guy in the movie? Yeah, he didn't get his comeuppance. Yeah. I was kind of no. disappointed by that. He, I thought maybe he, he would have slipped like a one more scout flip back. Yeah. Yeah. Like so I would have been given that order. Yeah. Like I would have appreciated Heath Ledger getting to kill him before fighting Jason Isaacs, or seeing somebody from the ragtag militia group get him in the big battle. Like, I don't even know if right. you Obviously, the have, have him go back to being, like, good again and, like, assisting Mel Once Once the church burning happens... Well, no, he still has to die. die. He still has to die, but, like, he'll sacrifice himself for the sake of the militia. No, I kind of need him to be murdered. Really do. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think... If he jumps in front of a bullet to save Chris Cooper or yeah, Mel Gibson, yeah. I'm not going to be like... Yeah, he came to his senses. Be like, no, dude, you murdered a whole church of women and children because all the men were out in the battle. His face, though, when he's watching the church is, like, brutal. Yeah. Yeah, but he deserves to feel bad about it. No, of course. (laughs) I got it. Yeah, I got it. I just felt like... I think his his hand was being forced, Adam. It is. Yeah, but... (laughs) For God's sakes. I know, I understand that, but I think from a, like redeeming a bad character quality yeah it's, it's harder yeah to have a quote-unquote like darth vader moment of throwing the emperor overboard because it's like okay even if he served up jason isaacs to mel gibson like, yeah but like know, nearly you... every decision he made came with like a bounty of reluctance like every time he did yeah. something he's like Ugh. but in the end after all of the things that he reluctantly ended up still doing all right hang him got it I, yeah i yeah. need, I need him. him to get a comeuppance <laughs> and the fact that he just looks sad at a church on fire while listening to screams and then isn't seen again for the rest of the movie is a little disappointing he skated yeah especially because i knew jason isaac was going to get his yeah it's like you have to yeah. right? oh Especially For once sure. Mel said it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I had a feeling he was going to get his in the end. So I needed somebody else who deserved it to get, to, you know, to get theirs. Right, right. I did always kind of wish we saw, like, him stat- taking the bayonet in the neck. Like, the fact that they have... Oh, like, just to, like, actually see it? Yeah, it's like... Brutal. Right, come yeah. on, this movie is... You've shown enough, like, what's a little more? Yeah. Yeah, we already have a decapitation <laughs> and a... Knee removal by cannonball, yeah, and then a a foot removal by knife with <laughs> the cutting sounds and everything. Oh yeah, 
Give me a bayonet to the neck. Yeah. yeah. Just little things. A knife to a callus on a foot. <laughs> yeah. The little details. Yeah. That's just effective. That's just an effective way to get rid of the callus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cut it the same way Mel Gibson was cutting that apple. Oh, yeah. Same knife. Yeah, probably. <laughs> just great production design all around, you know? Oh, I love the, speaking of production, I love the hatchet. That says Captain oh. B. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole trunk is a bunch of goodies in it. I know. I thought he was going to go save the whole trunk and, like, come running downstairs right. with the building on fire and, like, a trunk over his shoulder, like an old school 80s boombox. But he just got the important things and was absolutely decked out. Dude, it's so weapons. great. Oh, as yeah. soon as he comes out and you're like, final That's four. So, yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. Battle action Mel Gibson with yeah. all his artillery accessories. Like full XP, just like all yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. And I wondered, like, I wondered in the moment, are we going to get a John Wick style, like, shoot you with the musket, or like, shoot you with the musket, then with the flintlock, then with the second musket, then the hatchet throw. Like, I thought he was just going to go, like, weapon to weapon, like in one man army kind no, of No, he, like, shares his artillery, like, like immediately. Yeah, but I, I, I loved the fact that he, like, set the stage for this making it seem like it's a full militia's worth of people oh, yeah, putting it all just on the trees me yeah. and my two eight-year-olds yeah. <laughs> taking yeah. down a uh or really one eight-year-old because i don't think the other kid was shooting very much he was doing a lot he's of basically crying, crying yeah. yeah yeah i do like that like the kids are just crying in the front yard like and then imagine your father's Mel Gibson. He comes out crazy-eyed, bedecked in weapons, yeah. and throws you a gun and says, come with me. Yeah. And yeah. tells your little sister, hide in the grass. Yeah, Go to your aunt's if we're not back by Sunday. Go to your aunt's Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After you've just watched your brother, one brother killed point blank in the back, mm -hmm. which like, Fuck you, Jason Isaacs. Like, you yeah. shooting a little boy in the back. Like, what's he doing? Oh, yeah. Stupid boy. Yeah, he's not doing anything. He's not taking down your militia that way. And then watching your other brother get let off in chains, essentially. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, I'm going to go murder We're not going to hold him. We're going to hang him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good, though. Yeah, and, and then just the, as they get there, then just seeing the sweat bead off, like, Mel Gibson's face. And, like, just... I can only imagine like being those like child actors being like, okay, like, you know, this man's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you see it in his eyes. I love I love when he's done uh hammering that dude's brains in for five minutes and he's just covered head to toe in other people's blood. And he just stands up, like wipes his face on his shirt, and then is like, All right, kids, time to move it along. And like Heath Ledger's just like Fuck. Oh yeah, there's a shot of three of them just like shocked looking yeah. at him. Yeah, it's like they got caught sneaking out after curfew and dad's going to reprimand them, except they just watched dad murder 20 people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you know that they wanted Harrison Ford in the lead role? Right. Okay. How old is Harrison Ford at this point? In 2000? In 2000, I think he would have been in his 50s. He's too old. Yeah, because he was 30 when they did Star Wars. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Too, uh, too old, I think. Yeah. He turned it down because he was like, it makes it seem like America went to war to avenge this dude's fa Like, he like, could not, he could not, like, wrap his mind around sort of the revenge the script, aspect. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's right, um, though. It does kind of feel like America's war is because local South Carolina hero has family butchered by enemies. Country rallies right. to his defense. Yeah. yeah. Like, I always was ready for the line at the end where 
the guy, the one slave, is saying, oh, what we're building your house here where everything started. Like, yeah. I thought that was going to be the line, and I'm like, and he said the line correctly, because yeah. he didn't say where it started, but the movie basically insinuates that the war started yeah. at that house. Yeah. yeah, but it's hard to... He can do... I didn't kill my wife kind of wide-eyed crazy, yeah. but, like, I, you can't... I don't imagine Harrison Ford, like, really lobbing a hatchet at someone. No. You need Mel Gibson. Mel yeah. Gibson can do that kind of... That intensity. Crazy eyes. The crazy eyes. He has great crazy eyes during the prisoner switch scene mm. when him and Jason Isaacs are having, like, their second now oh, yeah, like confrontation. Squint, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He goes, like... He says... I almost laughed out loud because I was like, this is psycho. But he, he they're going back and forth, like, I'm going to kill you before this war is over. And Jason Isaac says something like British and Faye to him. And then <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson just says, soon. And like for a millisecond, his eyes go like so apocalypto wide and then immediately go back. I was like, <gasps> oh, my God. He is going to get him. Mm -hmm. And soon. Yeah. He does a lot with his eyes. Like, a lot of, like, facial acting in this. It's yeah. terrifying. He is terrifying now. Yeah, I, I don't think I could, could picture Harrison Ford. No. And some of it I can, and some of it I can't. Like, I don't see Harrison Ford bludgeoning a redcoat to death with a hatchet hammer. Like, in a puddle. Uh, see, that's a problem. That's Mel all day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I see yeah. Harrison Ford throwing like the meat bone to get the dogs off the wagon. Yeah. That's yes. what I see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see him I see him trying to sit in the chair. Yeah, I see him. Yes, yeah. yeah. Right. Harrison Ford getting mad at a chair? I can see that. Like that is believable to, <laughs> sure. to me. And uh, it only would have been like a couple years after uh, you know, he was president throwing Gary Air Force One. Yeah. yeah. So it, yeah. Part of it could work and part of it I I do think he's just too old. Cause like your 50s in 1776, and correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, is a death sentence. <laughs> right. He'd also need a pretty pony. close. He, he would need a ponytail, too. You're up yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Benjamin Franklin at this time was in his 70s. Mm. And yeah. He, and he's a village elder. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he was spreading syphilis. Uh, yeah. In, in Paris. So there you go. <laughs> Living life. Yeah. yeah. Merci. Yeah. Yeah. Au revoir. Oh. <laughs> Monsieur Franklin, it's yeah. a horror. But yeah, at no point during this movie was I like, I wish I was watching someone else other than Mel Gibson in this. Like, it's, he, once you're about like 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in, or at least to the hatchet scene, it's like, yeah. who the fuck else would play this? Yeah, yeah once the hatchet scene comes, it's, it's like, clear no, we it's did clear. the right thing. But yeah, some of the lead up family man like stuff Like Woody Harrelson, little, I don't know. <laughs> a little like, this isn't Mel's uh, forte. Yeah. But, yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. No, oh God, both no. those two are both too Texas. Yeah. Like, you come from a part of America that doesn't exist yeah. yet. I need you to fucking relax. Right. You're, you can't be here in yeah, 1780. Yeah, like Alec Baldwin or something? I don't, like, no. <laughs> before, you get, before this war is over. I'll <laughs> kill you. Yeah. All right. Then I'm gonna found Texas. <laughs> Is it the name I'm gonna give it? Because I think it's cool. Yeah, Texas spirit. <laughs> God. Yeah. Hey, you, you cool man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I still, I, I think just the, yeah, I think back to the history of it, and you know that final battle where they is so much bigger than it actually was. Yeah, it was maybe less than two thousand people on both sides. So that battle at the end is a real battle. Yeah. Yes. The Battle of Calpens. Okay, yeah. I didn't. I didn't hear a specific name, and even if I did, I would have been like, yeah. it could have been nothing. <laughs> it could have been yeah. gibberish, and I would have been like, okay, yeah. I mean, they got the 
you know, the little whatever remnants of a church that was there in the middle of the field that was taken. But it was a small, somewhat consequential victory for uh, the American or Continental Forces. And then uh, Cornwallis was not there um, at that point. Well, because he retreated. We saw yeah. it in the movie. He was decided. He, at that point, he had already switched to move to North Carolina because he was getting bogged down with the supply line issues because of the militia. Then, But they do get it right, you know, with uh, the end with the Battle of Yorktown where he surrenders. And it's true, he actually doesn't come out and mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't surrender. His, he gives his sword to the, uh, I forget the uh, the other general's name, you know, he's like, my lord, I beseech you. He's the most British yeah. British person we've oh, yeah, in this yeah. movie. Surrender the retreat. As I know with that guy, uh, he used to host a phenomenal history reality show. Like in, It was like 2000, around this time. It was called, I think, Conquest. And you basically, you bring like all His these... His second, like, right, the right-hand guy? Yeah. God, for the real guy. And, oh, the right-hand guy's name is Charles O'Hara. Yeah. The actor is Peter Woodward. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you, if you look it up, Conquest, he, uh, it was basically like, oh, we're going to recreate certain warfare techniques and we'll bring on these like random people and now like they did an episode on jousting and they got people involved and like they talk about the history of it and then they like all right they train you now do it hmm and i think it only lasted a season oh yeah conquest 2002 to 2003 as himself yeah doesn't even have a wikipedia entry yeah damn the history channel at that point was too busy making uh they were starting to mail army or early armies uh mail call mail Mail call call. that's right and Hitler and the secret aliens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they were. They they hadn't quite fully invested in aliens yet, but they yeah. were starting to. Yeah. yeah, they were still doing a lot of like Nosferatu specials mm-hmm. as well. There also would have been entire weekend benders about the JFK assassination. <sighs> so, fuck yeah, the prime History Channel kids. <laughs> yeah, this is back before American Pickers and Pawn Stars. Right. Boo. We learned real conspiracies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of all varieties. Back before the internet ruined that too. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember there was a show. This has nothing to do with anything, but there was a show <laughs> on History Channel, specifically just about like all the people who died at like the Tower of London and like the various horrible ways that they died and were I killed. Exactly. Like yes, Henry, yes. They, you know what I'm talking Absolutely. about, dude. Bring that back. That Why has that been relegated to like a BuzzFeed article? Why isn't that a 90 minute feature? Hundred ways they died in the Tower of London. Yeah. yeah. Where's History Channel Plus? Where do I get that stuff? Yeah, come on. The back catalog of all these things. I'm sure it's there somewhere. Um, It's a sad, sad state today. Yeah. It's probably a DVD. Yeah. You order over the phone. Time Life. Repayments of $9.99. Yeah. Time Life presents. (laughs) Shout Factory's 101 Revolutionary War bloopers. Yeah, (laughs) right. Bloopers and practical jokes. You'll never believe when yeah. Ben Ben whatever uh, switched out some red coats with scarecrows. Boyd was that general perturbed. <laughs> yeah. What a blooper! Yeah, I did like that sequence though. Obviously, I knew when he showed yeah, him yeah. through the scope that there was just people being held at gunpoint in the jackets. I was like, "Oh, those are just the militia guys wearing jackets." Oh, like, okay. I didn't I didn't think it's scarecrows. I thought just more militia guys wearing jackets. Great plan. I loved the whole negotiation scene. Yeah. I thought that was great. Were there any moments that like shocked you at all in this movie? The decapitation by Cannonball, I had I had said in the moment, I was like, I think I'd seen that. What I had seen was the 
knee the leg removal by Cannonball. Gotcha. I had seen that scene before in something. I don't know what. Sure. Maybe a montage of war movies. I don't know. But I had seen that scene before. The decapitation caught me off guard. The hatchet throw to the forehead of the guy who's holding Heath. Yeah. In the rescue. That caught me off guard. Mostly just because everything else you didn't really see in that whole devastation. Sure. Ballsy throw, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely ballsy. But he knew. Yeah. That's like he threw it and he knew. Because <laughs> I had just seen him go full execution. I like the shot it. right before that where he shoots the guy like through his hand into his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like shocked. That was pretty good. I mean, who would have thought putting your hand up wouldn't stop a Stop a bullet, yeah. Crazy. I'd probably have done the same thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> instinctively, that's what you do. Instinctively, Diana that's Ross, what you do. Stop is stop. a name of love. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But like any like uh, character deaths, any oh the story pivots. The guy who killed himself when he found his oh, right. wife. That and, sucks. I forgot when, about that. When he grabbed the flintlock pistol, I knew where we were going with it. Yeah. It was, and he was just like, "It's not a time for revenge." I'm like, "Oh, oh, Reverend, he's not. He's not revenge. He's not running off to kill anyone. No, he's he's going to meet his family. Yeah, yeah, right. Reverend. Yeah, you need to know that. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But still, it, like when it actually happened, I was like, "Okay, like I, I, I knew that's what he was gonna do." But it was still shocking that they put a suicide in this movie, where like again, they just kept killing people yeah. that we had grown accustomed to, uh, and then ultimately the the entirety of the church getting uh, murdered. Yeah, I thought I kept expecting the last second save to the point that when it like faded out and then brought back in. Like with Mel Gibson and everybody running up on horses, I I changed my tune to be like, they better not be doing a last second rescue now because I just resigned myself to they just murdered that whole church of people. Right. And there's nothing they can do to stop it. Yeah. To where if they came up over the hill and they're still screaming and you see the British running off in a different direction and then, oh, the wife is saved and her mom is saved and only the dad's peg leg got charred and sure. he's fine. Oh, God. <laughs> so like that one was honestly surprising in the moment. I thought, up until they faded to black, there was. You would going think to be... they would like just cut away at some point, but this cab going and going. Yeah, like, it just like. But I still thought last second rescue because they've been showing me them about to die, and like the peril got so much more intense. Like the smoke rolls in, and then the windows are on fire, and right. then people are screaming, and then this is on fire. Yeah, it wasn't quick. So the fact that they were drawing it out, the more they did it, I was like, oh, they're yeah, someone's coming in and rescuing them. There's gonna be. You're going to see a musket ball ping off that lock and explode it, and they're going to all come rushing out. You know, yeah. like some big... There's a few opportunities moment. in the movie. Like I, like, I would even imagine I'm John was watching it, like, through your eyes, like, with the Heath death. Like, was he going to get saved or, I mean, any of that shit? Or do you think you're just going to die? Oh, as soon as I saw him go get the knife to finish off Jason Yeah, it's Isaacs, just so telegraphed. Yeah. I knew he was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, in that battle, the only thing that saves it, and because this movie's so long, I literally had no idea how much time was left. I thought there was going to be a Heath walks over, he's got the knife, Jason Isaac rolls over, like, defensively, and then, like, Heath maybe stops. And then when you looks like Jason Isaac's going to go stab him, that's when Mel pings him from 100 yards away with a musket ball and right. takes him out and boom, credits. Like, I thought maybe that would be the end, because again, I don't. I had no concept of time sure, for this yeah. movie. Uh, and so I thought, okay, maybe Heath will make it because Mel's going to come in with the save and get the kill that we foreshadowed in the negotiation scene. And when that didn't happen and he 
rolls him over, I was like, okay, he's definitely done that. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen that. I've seen that scene a thousand times of the confident hero thinks that they've got it down pat and they die. I mean, we saw it with Hook. Rufio dies that way. He thinks he's got him. He's so confident. And then boom, sucker punch Saber to the gut. Speaking of Hook, that guy plays Captain Hook in a movie. Yes. Yes, he does. It's called Pan or Peter or... Yeah. Wendy or Neverland. <laughs> Wendy Mora, Angela, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he like, and again, I, I, I mentioned, I thought he didn't make it out of this just from the osmosis of this movie existing for 20 plus years. Right. Um, so that didn't surprise me, but him losing the wife definitely surprised me. I thought she would be the one to keep going and carry on the legacy and Join them on the farm and... Had know. a baby and... Yeah, yeah. oh, like, she would have been pregnant when they had right. uh, ink kisses or whatever. Had an ink baby, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, also, you know, we haven't we haven't even touched upon that. Like, it always astounds me. Like, well, you know, it's my wife's sister. She's dead. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Whatever. Well, you know. That was weird. I knew that was coming, too. The second that they met up and had that, like, the kids brushed past him and he, like, bumped into her and they were in the door jam just, like pressed against each other i was like oh they're gonna get together aren't they this is gonna be weird and then they were like kissing in front of the kids after their first encounter conference like love session and the kids were just like yeah dad and aunt whatever awesome cool yeah yeah (laughs) that was yeah it was all weird yeah yeah i will say that felt like the most historically accurate part of this movie Yeah. yeah That's the thing, like, I'm not... <laughs> like, like, like that's the reality. Like, a spouse oh. would die, you'd frequently, the sibling would be like, all right, I, gotta step I up step here. up and, yeah. like, we'll take care of whatever Next the business is. Yeah. And... You're on deck. Yeah. My you're sister would have wanted that, her kids to be taken care of by a member of our... Like, I get that historical part of it, but it's still weird in the moment. It's, I don't think the movie knows how to play it. No. I don't... There's not a lot of chemistry there. No, it's absolutely just she shows not. up with her high boobs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's it. That's all it's needed. They're from good stock. <laughs> on their mother's side. Yeah. <laughs> to my third house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one of the many things they don't explore. The One of the other ones is I don't understand the weird mute daughter subplot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing that she doesn't talk. She's probably been through trauma. Mother dying. Who knows what that... We never find out what that was about. Then she talks like normal and has been the whole time. And we find out she just doesn't talk because she hates her dad. But we don't know why. She doesn't explain it. And the very next time they see her, she's like, actually, I'm not mad at you. And I love you. And please don't leave. And I know kids are fickle. But she seemed very adamant. I hate that man. I never want to see him again. I hope he never comes back. I hope he dies in war. He sucks. Yeah. She's real stank. Yeah. And then he's back. (laughs) He's back for literally a week. Yeah. Because they say one week furlough. He's back for... Seven whole days. So he goes to Cape Cod for a week and... <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden you love your dad and don't want him to leave and you're crying. Like, again, kids are fickle. I get that part. But in this movie, why have that? Just so Heath Ledger can lie to you in a previous scene that says she loves and misses you? Like, I don't... Sure. There's five minutes we could lose. Yeah. Like, every part having to do with that extra child. I think there's like an extended cut of this movie, too, to be honest with you. Josh? Uh, if there is, I haven't seen it. Oh, Okay. Though I did read the book, the novelization. Oh, I was going to say, this wow. is based on a book? <laughs> no, like... The, yeah. It's called yeah. U.S. History 1. Yeah. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> Written by Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I was obsessed with it when it came out, I remember, was it a lot of these movies, they, the screenwriter, like, or they'll have someone author a book. Yeah, the, the novelization. 
So I read it, and uh, I mean, I probably still have a copy somewhere, but I don't think it would. It, <laughs> I wouldn't go back to it and be like, hey, "This is this is good stuff. This is this is, <laughs> a, this is up there with Chaucer," you know. Um, but yeah, either I mean, again, you know, a lot of this movie is just kind of goes one way, then another, and we've been saying like the tones off in certain places and but you know it's one of the few movies to actually tackle the revolutionary war and i forget if it actually was like successful at the box office or not but i think uh, it was fairly successful at the box office budget of 110 million box office of 215 million so yeah people people did go out to see it and you know the comes out a year before 9-11 which is a you figured this movie would have right. happened after. I mean, like, all right, let's... Yeah, America. But you also had, like, a resurgence of, like, serious, dead-ass war movies like Saving Private Ryan and then Red Line and other things coming around, around the 2000s where mm-hmm. a lot of people were going to seek out that shit. The fact that one wasn't modern, like, more in, yeah. like, the 20th century, that... It stood out. Yeah, I know it's tough to especially do historical, you know, movies costs a lot of fucking money a lot of money and to do it correctly because it's there's a lot of nuance and history isn't black and white and you know it's clear if you talk to anybody or watch anything or listen to this podcast yeah really yeah yeah Yeah. but yeah it's uh it's tough and i you know i appreciate the effort and it's certainly you know watching this movie compared to roland's other it doesn't feel like one of his. Oh yeah, so no. I want to touch on that. Like, it doesn't feel like you said bombastic. Or Not at all. I mean, shot like kinetic or whatever. I feel like there are a little bit too many cannonballs coming in quick succession. Like, sure. It seems like they were reloading those very. We quickly. did get a ship that blows up pretty yeah. spectacularly. Ooh, fireworks! <laughs> that was fun. I did yeah. laugh at that, especially uh, the generals just looking at her like this fucking dumb this bitch. This dumb bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, your boobs are pushed so high they pushed your yeah. head right out of your brain. Or your brain right out of your head. Yeah. But no, it definitely didn't feel like one of his at all. The only thing that I feel like is a touch that I've noticed in some of his is there was a lot of like almost weird slow down, like one uh, one shots. Yes. To transition from scene to scene where it's like Mel's talking and sitting under a tree. But then for whatever reason, it goes into slow motion for a second. It did a lot towards the battle at the end where like whoever's face is Tavington is having like inner dialogue. It's like you're not the better man or whatever. He's talking and it slows down and. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that bizarre. too. I couldn't tell if that was though. like an ADR issue or not. No, because I could see like there was almost like a haze in the background, and you could almost tell like the background was like it was almost like it was a fade out, but the time faded too, which was mm-hmm. weird. And I feel like I've seen that in some other. Yeah, I mean, listen, stuff. it's shot in twenty four frames per second. You start slowing that down, it's gonna look different for yeah. sure it's not like a slow-mo camera or anything else yeah so there was a couple of those things that i noticed that i was like okay this is like a touch of his because i feel like i've seen this in other things but yeah there are no even the big battles there aren't huge explosionary set pieces it wasn't like they shot cannonballs into the church and the church blew up and exploded outwards and things like that right it didn't have anything like that which i absolutely expected once i saw that this was that's who this was. Yeah. Especially knowing that the movie is not historically accurate. So it's like... Exploding cannonballs, for example. Yeah. Uh, the, the bouncing off and, like, decapitating. That's that's accurate, because it would just roll. Yeah. When the leg one, too, because it would roll through. It's hot as fuck. Yeah. And so it's basically just, like, 
cauterizing and just cutting everything off right yeah. there at the at the knee, yeah. as it were. But yeah, no, I was honestly surprised how understated of a movie this was, and honestly would like for him to do more of that because I don't need to see an Independence Day or a twenty twelve. I think he's done a few ball. historical movies after outside of the apocalyptic shit that he likes to be so into but well yeah 10,000 BC we talked about earlier <laughs> oh okay <laughs> I think that's the really the only one because then it's just Stargate stuff besides that so what did you think of the score it was fine I honestly didn't really notice it except for the one scene we were all talking about because it kind of sounded like Jurassic Park a little bit oh yeah yeah whatever that one moment was where it swelled and we're like okay I can hear I can hear the motifs I can hear some of the same notes I can hear things yeah. where it's like ooh that two second snippet just said Jurassic Park in my ear mm-hmm. like that two second snippet was indie mm-hmm. you know so like very but through most of the movie honestly it didn't even seem like right. there was a score there might have been there might not have been I don't know it I, 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 I dig me. it I, I think it's great because I think if you go to his other movies like Roland Edwards movies they're just really like bombastic scores mm-hmm. yeah and this one has to be not that no it has to be like quiet a lot of the times yeah and and I read that uh, you know because he got John Williams, Roland was using uh, you know he had um, a composer that worked with him. And what do you mean? I guess you know this guy worked in those previous films that you worked on Independence Day, maybe Godzilla, and he said, "I said I'm going with John Williams." And the guy was like, "I'm never working with you again." Then, like, I think oh, there okay. was some like drama there. There's always something that, that always happens. Like some people work with a cinematographer for like the longest time, and then they go switch for one time because that person's unavailable, yeah. and they never go back. Yeah. Like Christopher Nolan always worked with Hans Zimmer, and then mm-hmm. one time he wasn't available because he he would need to do Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Has not returned to Hans Zimmer since. Mm. Is Zimmer, is Zimmer retired though? Is he out? No. Oh. Williams has talked about being out recently. Of being yeah. like he okay. just did Top Gun. Oh. Oh, yeah. that's right. But Williams has said Indy 5 is his last, because Harrison Ford says that's his last Indy, and it's like, okay, sure, that's fine. I'd rather have one of you continuing your thing, and it's not Wait, they Harrison made a fourth Ford. Indy? We'll get there, Brittany. Okay. Don't you worry. We're going to get the band back together soon. <laughs> Probably whenever Indy 5 comes out. God. We'll just put it off. You have until the next Indy movie, and then you're watching two back-to-back. Well, it is being directed by James Mangold. Huh? And he's great. So we'll get to that at, at a certain point. Ford v Ferrari, his last movie. I did like Ford v That's Ferrari. Logan? Logan. Logan. Logan's great. Yeah. Not seen Logan. I haven't seen Logan. I haven't seen Ford v Ferrari. I, didn't you also do the um? Is it Walk the Line? Trying Cash. Ooh. Walk your Phoenix. I don't know who did that. Um, but no, I think you know Williams, the the score for this. You know, you know, as I said, you know, I bought the CD, or I asked my mom to buy me the CD, <laughs> um, and uh. Just some of that, you know, the da, 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 da. yeah, it has a lot of great motifs in it. Yeah, and, and then of course I always in my head, even to this day, the uh, you know the drum and flute from the uh, the first battle that the show. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that pops into my head almost every day. <laughs> Jesus, it's kind of a curse yeah. at this point, but. I noticed more of like the sinister stuff this time around, like all the like oh, yeah. the attack mm-hmm. with the hatchet. It was like Jaws, like dun 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 yeah. dun dun, just like Williams, take it easy. Yeah, it's already intense. You were right, Josh. Josh, man, um, Mangle did do walk the line. Oh, perfect. And three ten to Yuma. I have seen that. That's right. That's, that's, that's a good one too. Yeah, I think uh, you know. I curiously, 
to find information like how did Williams get involved with this project? Because he was he was in between, you know, the Star Wars is you know between episodes one and two, and he was it. He also did AI, right, Spielberg? Yeah, I always I'm always fascinated by like the projects Williams picks outside of working with like Steven yeah. Spielberg. Like those always mm-hmm. interest me because he typically, like I said before, people just fall in love with one person filmmaking wise, and like that's the paycheck every every two years. Like, like they don't need to work. Line. Like yeah, just randomly like, hey, I'm gonna work in. That's what I mean. Yeah, like this. Yeah, I'm gonna work for like this kid in yeah. Chris, uh, Columbus. Dude was like 25 when he did Home Alone. Yeah, just landed John Williams. So there's no specifics here in the Wikipedia for the score or for the movie that says why Williams chose it or what have you. Uh, but to your point, Josh, the uh, the person that worked with Roland Emmerich on a lot of his other films, uh, his name was David Arnold, and he scored Stargate, Independence Day, and Godzilla. He created a demo for the score, and they were like, no, we're going with John Williams. So like he did work <laughs> to like... Be like, okay, here's what I'm oh. thinking. Here are my motifs. Like, here's how I would play it, I guess. And they were like, nah, we're going with the best. I yeah. wonder if that's... I remember <laughs> my stepfather telling me when I was a kid that when Kubrick was directing uh, Space Odyssey, he hired a composer who composed the whole score. And Kubrick was like, all right, great, thank you. And the composer went and was like, I just composed the music for this movie and went and sat in the theater Oh, not a bit was you like it like it was never told like yeah just yeah. like never used that's fucked up yeah but yeah ultimately, that's the sort of thing that would make you go like damn kubrick yeah that's sound it's very kubrick that, that, that sometimes happens a lot they'll pull someone yeah kubrick was the guy who said you have to do six thousand takes and make your cast hate you in order to get the real emotion and raw power, passion of the scene yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so fuck that guy <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he did never go on to uh, to work with him again. Uh, but just a fun little connection that I was reading in these um, is that uh, a portion of the music from The Patriot was played as Barack Obama's victory speech in 2008. Hell yeah. Uh, oh. So The Patriot coming there. Uh, excerpts from the song The Colonial Cause were remixed and utilized for the opening credit theme song of the short-lived 2004 television series Jack and Bobby about the Kennedys as young children. I remember that show. Starring... A young Logan Lerman, who was also in this movie as one of the children. Yeah. Wow. So, full circle craziness with the uh, the Patriot soundtrack. I didn't, you know, that's funny, the Obama. Was that a uh, election night they used it? Yep. With us? Oh. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, his victory speech as president-elect in November of 2008. You are definitely going off to look at that clip. Later. I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it only says a portion, so I don't know if it was like a medley or... Right. Or what, but adjacent, at least. Well, you know, it's uh, hard to get away from John Williams. No, he definitely elevates everything he does. He doesn't do anything bad. He definitely makes this this movie better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So keep working, John, because I I fear if he he stops, I think he's one of those workaholics, right? And once they stop working, then... I think he said he's he's stopping before. Like, he's definitely said that about Star Wars movies, and then comes back and does one more. Yeah. Does one... Just one more thing, because... Oh, because he did the... uh, he finally did an Obi Wan theme. Oh, he did do one. Yeah, for the for the show. Like he, oh, I didn't know that. That opening, like he said, uh, he did a, a theme for everybody except for Obi Wan. Huh. Star Wars, so he wanted to do that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Did not know that. I mean, we didn't really touch on it at all, but just Heath Ledger was good in this. He was. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I don't think anything overly crazy or like, oh my god, amazing! Like what a what a talented actor that he was able to 
pulled this up. Like he was fine. He was yeah. just this he's not here to be anything other than Mel's kid. The whole movie is his fault. <laughs> uh, so I feel bad for him in that sense because if he just listens to Mel and doesn't sign up for the war, that whole family is still alive and kicking with their new stepmom aunt. <laughs> yeah. And yep. everything is fine. Yep. And Mel Gibson's probably made like eight chairs by now. One for every member of the family. That's still alive. Because <laughs> they're all still alive. Yeah, they're all None still of alive. them have died. Correct, yeah. Uh, and so... then he can build chairs for Gabriel's wife. Yeah. yeah. Who I did see um, when I was just scrolling through looking for the stuff on the soundtrack that apparently one version of the seven versions of this script that got written before the movie was made had Anne as pregnant when she's murdered in the church. Oh, um, see, I thought that always felt like the implication that was at least the implication of the read of like that's why she's coming to yeah like, you said married. when i have a family of my own that's now because she's she's pregnant because yeah. she's pregnant yeah yeah but i guess it's not like red wedding like yeah no it's, yeah well because back then how, how do you know <laughs> like they weren't together for very long she's not showing Show, yeah how do you know yeah <laughs> so her mother didn't it's so not a good as well. Not a great so, seller. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bundle bag or whatever. It's called. Yeah. Love it. And he's like, I like this. I also think being chased is fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yummy tea. Yeah. I mean, really, it's you don't good. have to open the whole bag. So. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to unsew it. You just need to make a new hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that back then. Yeah. 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 I could have used less of her dad, though. Like, he was funny, but not at the right times. Is he, he had so many different apparatus. Like, one was like like a, like a tentacle, like a hose yeah. that went to the, the door. The hose one to the door was a little... Was I great. was like, no, he doesn't have a new thing. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> he's already got, like, six different earpieces, and he's always like, oh, what? But it was almost funny. You almost forgot he was about to do it every time, because you saw him, and he didn't have it in his hand, and he was like, yeah. finger, one finger up. Give, give, give me a minute. Yeah. I, I was like Anne at the end. I was like, you heard him. Okay. Yeah. We all know you heard him. Just can yeah. we move on? You're, of course you call yourself a man. I was like, hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right, You're all right. going to die soon. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of want one of those now. Just like, see if it actually helps. I'm sure it does. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the sound design early on in the movie where you were sort of hearing the cannons off in the distance and he was explained yeah. to them that like those are six pounders those are so far away mm-hmm. and slowly but sure you kept hearing them louder and louder and louder which mm-hmm. was nice yeah the, the sound in this movie is, is great it's and nice yeah I, you know credit I think Adam to your your speakers <laughs> yeah I did work hard on those yeah <laughs> the spatial awareness was nice yeah and you know just the the clanking of like the clanking and like the oh all the bayonets hitting each other yeah a lot of good scream a couple Wilhelm screams yeah yeah, we had a few in there, yeah. Yeah, good work all around. Yeah. Cool. I mean, any other thoughts then from anybody? Any uh, last history factoids or tidbits that we want to go over? No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love this movie. No. I do want to watch John Adams now, the miniseries. Okay. Get more into yeah, I'm, I'm the, into, like, the, the holiday spirit. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love watching John Adams around this time. A year because uh, there's the I think it's the second episode where they're you know they're showing them in you know the Independence Hall. Oh yeah, drafting the Declaration of Independence and then like or just the back and forth because in that episode South Carolina that is showing the Patriot is their representative is like absolutely not 
we we cannot do that. And I forget the representative's name, but Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the you know it was a South Carolina gentleman, and South Carolina was I think second most powerful colony at the time. And uh, the rep there, like if you rewatch it, like he's wearing like a silk robe, and he's like very like he's like we will not like. <laughs> <laughs> John Irish like, posh. You know? yeah, yeah, see, I love that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, the battles are fun. This is great because this is a revenge movie. Yeah. But I love, yeah, I love a man in a silk robe and a yeah. wig yeah. just saying that he won't do something. <laughs> and then another man, like in Tweed, being like, you will, goddammit. South Carolina will never. Yeah. I will not. Yeah. And then, you know, Paul Giamatti as John Adams is great. And, yeah, I, I think I'm inspired. I'll probably watch the first episode we got tonight. <laughs> After the Barack Obama yeah, nice. victory yeah. speech. <laughs> yeah, while that's playing, John Adams' episode one is being cute, yeah. yeah. In the background. Yes, Perfect we, stuff. Yes, we can. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll put a bow on since I was on the hot seat. I, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. I went in with pretty low expectations, and I don't. I wouldn't say I was blown away. Like, this isn't something I don't think I'll put on ever again but if it is on tv i might stop and watch a little bit of it nice because i do think you're right the episodic nature of it needs to be broken up it needs to have commercials it needs to allow me to look at my phone during the wedding sequence and <laughs> right know, but like the movie's back in. memorable enough where you can picture the before and afters of scenes and enjoy yeah. like a half an hour of it and then walk away yeah get your fill yeah we're like if it if it's just starting i'll watch the hatchet scene and then maybe change to something else. I will like. say that's probably what I've ingested the most over time is like <laughs> just that sequence, like the first like from South Carolina back to the house, like mm-hmm. that whole sequence, mm-hmm. I'll watch. Like, oh, awesome. They haven't even got to the house yet. Yeah. Just so watch the house and the, the mud pit hatchet job and then I'll go to Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laundry's done for. Yeah, yeah, you right come back in no. time, the church is on fire. Correct. Yeah. All right, Perfect. now we're back in. Yeah. Back on track. Yeah, what, 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 what Open the door, hear the screams. I'll go right here with that. <laughs> so when you were in college, Johnny, it was a it was a morning to noon movie. Yeah, it was like a, it was a hangover <laughs> yeah. morning yeah. movie yeah. that you watched and you kind of just didn't really you were yeah, looking at like two. a pizza menu yeah. and drinking Gatorade and <laughs> sitting in a haze, but um, yeah. yeah. Falling out of rocking chairs. It's all basically, fun. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I was much better than I expected, and I wasn't as distracted by Mel as I thought I was going to be. So overall, a positive experience for me. Love it. So, uh, Josh, I want to thank you for coming on once again. I know we talked to you about ET remotely, but this is the first time you've been with us in studio. So uh, thanks for coming over. Yeah, thank you again. You know, I'm uh, happy to uh, to join to any sort of history or. But uh, it's nice to do this in person as opposed to how we did it last time. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll, we'll find something to get you on. I know we talked about at one point you've never seen The Goonies, right? Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. I don't want to put you on the spot, but we'll definitely watch well, that. But I don't disappoint like, uh, you know, with E.T. where I was just like, yeah, I liked it, but not as much as you guys. That's well, I mean, that's just because that's like my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, like, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> it's a high bar to clear, yeah. certainly, but I think it also would help to watch a movie that is beloved by the group with the group because yes. you get to see us getting excited yeah. for stuff. We get to see you mm-hmm. excited or not excited for certain things. So we'll definitely have you back in here again to watch something else. Maybe the Goonies, maybe something historical, but we'll definitely have you uh, over again. Absolutely. Thanks. Cool. Well, that'll do it then for this week's episode of Fine I'll Watch It. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine I'll Watch It every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. 
on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Remember, you can also rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Uh, So if you enjoy things, give us five stars. Tell a friend about the show, especially if they like any of the movies that we've covered. uh, Or if there's any movies that you want to see us covered, uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Or you can also let us know your favorite Mel Gibson and Heath Ledger movies, favorite war movies, favorite historical movies, Revolutionary War, Civil War, stuff like that. Uh, Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, But once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And I'm Johnny. And have a happy 4th of July. Don't blow any fingers off of fireworks. (laughs) 